I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're good. Thanks. Good Thanks to for see joining you. us. Uh, uh, appreciate it. Uh, big game tonight. I mean, uh, you, you get big games here and there, and it's the big game because, as the coaches like to say, because it's the next game. But this one's got a little bit more meaning to it, I think, especially on the Winnipeg side of things. Well, on far side of things, too. I mean, any game you have in a division, they're a good team. They're 5-2. and two. They've been playing great. They've got three in a row. And uh, we need to bring our A game. So this is why you get in the industry. This is why you play sports. You're competitive. And I think this this level of competition, professional athletics, draws the most competitive people. So that's why we're here. So I know for me, I woke up this morning kind of jazzed up and ready to go. And was hoping to sleep in. But I was excited about the game. And I think if anyone isn't that's on our, our side of the things, then uh, they shouldn't be here. This is what you do it for. Uh, we heard before the news break, we heard from Keiku Botang, who's getting his first start tonight. Uh, tell me a little bit about him and his development this year. He's a guy who slipped a little bit in the draft. You took him in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. and and uh, he's been a pretty nice surprise for you, I think. Or maybe not a surprise, but he's played pretty well. Yeah, not a surprise. We knew we were getting, we were shocked he was there in the fifth, and uh, that's why we jumped all over it and selected him. Great athlete, maybe even a better person than athlete, which is saying a lot. He stepped into the role. It hasn't been too big from him from day one, and um, he should have a lot more sacks than what he has officially does have. And I, for me, pass rushing sacks are great, obviously, and you look at the stat sheet, and a lot of people look at that and say he's a good pass rusher because he has X amount of sacks. But really, when you break it down and say, is he making the quarterback move around the pocket and contributing to his teammates getting sacks. He's doing that day in and day out, game in and day out, game out. So he's been outstanding from day one. Two sacks and six pressures. The, the pressures category, which they're keeping for the first time this year, mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a neat stat to look at. You can really see not just guys who are getting the sacks, but guys who are disrupting things back there. And uh, he's done it well. The guy on the other end has been doing it terrifically in Odell Willis, hasn't he? That's, what, that's who he is. That's what he does year in and year out. And uh, it's kind of steady Eddie for him. That's what he does. And uh, that's why he's here and who he is. Uh, Christoph Malama-Chumanga, we've seen him uh, pressed into action. Uh, the fourth will linebacker this year. Right. If you count Corey Greenwood, it only lasted, unfortunately, two practices. But sure. what have you seen out of Christoph? What we thought, you know, we took him in the third round for that reason, too. He's been a, he was a multi-year starter at Maine University, had a lot of tackles, and he's doing that for us. He stepped in. It's not too big for him either, and he's making the plays he should and uh, acclimating a little bit. For the defensive line, I think it's, I won't say it's easier, but... Uh, as space expands, it becomes a little bit more difficult. So mm -hmm. I think he's got a little bit of a bigger challenge just from a positional standpoint than Quaco does, but he's doing a great job as well. We're happy with him. If the ball carries around him, though, like he's a tackling machine, isn't he? No so. no question. I mean, that's what he does, and he's doing that for us as well. So he's got a couple sacks on top of it. So, um, you know, the credit goes to the coaches and the players. These guys are doing a great job of prepping the next command up, and then the players are buying in and believing and adhering to the coaching and doing what's asked of them. So uh, hats off to them. I've said it before. And I'll always say, it, coaches and players win games, and our, both of them on our front are doing an outstanding job. Eskimos general manager Brock Sunderland joining us in the booth. The Eskimos and the Blue Bombers tonight from Winnipeg. Got to ask you, Brock, how'd you enjoy going back to Ottawa last week? I, I know you enjoyed it when the game was over, especially. Sure. But uh, how was it going back for you? It was nice. You know, it was uh, a little challenging because a lot of friends that I have there still want, reached out, and eventually just kind of had to say no. It's a business trip, and uh, but it was it was unique walking around the city as a visitor as opposed to a resident. But beautiful place. And and uh, it was even more beautiful with a W. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to leave. Uh, I got to ask you about the injury situation. How tough has this been uh, on you? Because you're the guy who's got to talk to the agents and make the calls and make sure the depth is there. Uh, your first year doing this as a as a full-time uh, general manager, what's it been like for you having to bring in so many players and seeing so many players going on the injured list? Well, I'm not bored, that's for sure. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. I've been around football uh, literally my entire life, and I've been 
been in it officially for 14 years, and I've never seen a team go through the number of injuries we have. On the same token, we've embraced it. We're not flinching, and as I keep saying, our standards and our expectations aren't going to change. So, again, hats off to the coaches and to the players. Whoever we bring in, they're buying in, they're learning things, they're spending extra time. And it, from a player standpoint, when you get in on, a, let's say, a Sunday, you play Thursday, and you're a new player, all these guys are at the facility till 11, till midnight, watching film, doing the right things. And I think that speaks to the leadership in our locker room. The expectations are high. Everyone knows how we're, we're playing this year, and we think we're creating something pretty special. So uh, it, it's challenging, and it keeps you busy, but it's easier when everybody's buying in the way that our entire organization is. The players have worked hard and taken advantage of their opportunities, but I, I've said it a lot of times. I mean, you got to give Jason Moss credit and his staff because it doesn't matter if you're first, second, third, or fourth in the depth chart. When you get a chance to play, it, you, don't, you haven't looked out of place. No one has looked out of place when they've come in to play, and I guess that that's really a testament to how well they've been coached up and how hard the players work, too. No question. I can't emphasize that enough. You took words out of my mouth, and uh, you, can, you can say it at times a thousand. Jason and his entire coaching staff have done a phenomenal job, and I've never seen anything like it. These guys are just phenomenal. Is there a, the bad side to this? Well, there's many bad sides to it, but how's it, how's it affect you on the cap? I guess the six-man list helps a little bit, but uh, cap and budget-wise, imagine this is a tough year. It's a lot of balancing, a lot of math, and it, it is challenging because you have to, if you have an injury, let's say hypothetically you have a, a soft tissue injury, whether it's a hamstring or a quad, and you get back from the medical team, it's a three- to five-week injury, then you have to determine is it closer to five, is it closer to three, is it maybe closer to two, and then you have to allocate them to the six games of the one game. Now, we can pull them off the six game and inherit that cost, uh, but we don't make decisions. We, we do make decisions, uh, cap reasons, but the, the players on there legitimately are, are six game injured, and hopefully they heal faster and we can pull them when they're ready. The other challenge of it is everybody's body is different, so people heal at a different rate. And if an offensive lineman has a pulled hamstring, it takes them a lot less time to be able to be game ready than a wide receiver or a DB. So uh, it, there's a lot of levels to it. There's a lot of moving parts. And it's, like I said before, I haven't been bored at all. You actually get one extra player back compared to what you lose. And you lose two quality players, Marcus Howard and Armando Sewell. Um, but is the cavalry coming? Or is there some healthy bodies coming? Or is, you know, I'm sure there's mm -hmm. some that we're not going to see for a while, but sure. is the cavalry coming, Brock? We hope so. <laughs> we, you know, a couple of our six-game injured guys, and I'm not going to say names, but a couple of our six-game injured guys are coming up, and they're on, they're on pace to be able to be active and ready to go and game ready when that happens. So we're excited. We're eager. We're hopeful. Um, but again, like I said earlier, everybody's body's a little bit different. Every injury is a little bit different. So we're going to take them to the progressions. And some of these guys we're a little extra cautious with. Be, determining who they are and how much we have left in the season. We're not going to rush them and maybe compound the injury and make it worse, and a six-game injury becomes a season injury. So there is a balancing act, but Calgary is coming. Tell you what, the coaches are going to have some tough decisions coming up with the way the guys who've come in have played mm -hmm. and what you know the guys who've been out, how they can play. There's tough decisions coming. It's the best problem we can have. Anytime yeah. you have too many good football players, it's the best problem we can have. Uh, let me ask you about uh, Tavon Smith, uh, released uh, this week in the National Football League, an Eskimo draft pick from, from last year. What's the process with him now? Uh, I know I don't know how I know he got an injury settlement. Mm -hmm. I don't know how serious the injury is. Uh, what's the process with him now going forward? Well, we've spoken to his agent three or four times on the day he was released. Uh, I had a conversation with his agent, uh, and he has an agent uh, for the NFL purposes and for the CFL purposes. So we've spoken with both. And right now, what he wants to do is exhaust his opportunities in the NFL, which most of these guys do. So he has a couple of 
workouts lined up at this point, so we're going to be patient. We certainly told him that we're eager to have him when he's ready, and once he's ready, then we'll get a deal done and get him up here, hopefully. It's kind of the hardest part about the Canadian draft sometimes, just being patient, waiting for guys to, to be ready. Not, uh, you know, you know they're good enough, you know they have talent, but to be ready to turn to the CFL and say, okay, let's go play in the Canadian Football League. Exactly right, and what I tell all these guys is do it when you're ready and you feel like you've exhausted that, because it, it's never healthy if they come up and they feel like they're not here all the way mentally. Uh, you, you get a vibe, you get a body language, and you can tell that they're they're here, but they're really not. So what I usually tell these players is exhaust it. Come up here when you're fully ready because that works out for both parties a lot better. Yeah, not just draft picks, but guys in your neg list and free agents are going to start to get released now around the NFL too. Uh, same process there. You just kind of make contact. Yeah, I think there's a big misconception that when a player is released from training camp that immediately they're going to come up here. Yeah. Uh, it, sometimes it's a year, year and a half because a lot of them, what they'll do is they're on ready list down there. They were at an NFL training camp for a reason. Similar to our process is if they're released, then that team says, well, he knows the system. He was close. He played in preseason games. Our coaches are comfortable with him, and he was good enough to be here. So right away, they're not ready to give up on that. And they want to be in the – a lot of times what the teams tell them is, hey, you were released, but you were 1B and we kept 1A. You were right there. Stay in shape. Hang tight. We're going to call you if we have injuries. They're going to have injuries just like we have. Maybe not just like we have with, <laughs> with the number, but <laughs> – No they, one's they, they, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But they, they will have injuries. And so a lot of these players and a lot of their agents are telling them, hang tight, wait for – maybe the entire season, and we call it the Tuesday workout series. So every Tuesday in the NFL is a player's off day. And having been on the pro side with the Jets, what you do is you usually bring in anywhere from five to ten guys every Tuesday just to run them in a 40, get a hands-on look and see what they look like physically, take them through your steps and your paces, kick the tires. And so a lot of times what they'll do is they'll choose to do that, which we understand. What it becomes then is are, are people looking at you just to look at you if there's a huge emergency? Are you third or fourth on the list? Are you really truly number one? And the common line that the NFL teams tell these agents is, well, he's on the ready list. Well, yeah, but he's fifth on the ready list as opposed to one through four. So, you know, it's it's just trying to, like I said before, when they're fully ready and, and ready to turn that chapter is when it's healthier for everybody. Uh, so now this begins to stretch tonight, four straight games against the West. you got the Labor Day series looming, but you got two games before that, including tonight. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see a lot of the Western opponents. Does the season change now as far as the magnitude of the game? Well, obviously, a division game is a little bit, more, a lot more important than a non-division. But every game is important, and I say this for whether we're playing a team that hasn't won yet, a one-win team, an undefeated team, whatever it is. Every team in this league is good, and every team can beat anybody on any game. I think the back-to-back with Saskatchewan and BC is the best illustration of that. I mean, you had polarizing games with opposite teams coming out on the end of it. So we need to be ready. We need to bring our game every week, and. As I keep saying, we just need to take care of our business. No matter who we're playing, no matter what the division is, whether it's Labor Day, whether it's Saskatchewan, whether it's Winnipeg, we need to handle our business. And if we do that, usually things turn out pretty well. All right, Brock, thanks for your time. I appreciate you coming by. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. Good, Good to see you. Brock. That is uh, Brock Sunderland, Eskimos uh, VP of Football and General Manager.